Good afternoon, everybody. So yesterday, someone came over to me in the base medrash and told me that there was a new apartment building that was just built in a very uh, prominent Frum community. And apparently the way it was built was that uh, there was a uh, Jewish builder, non-religious Jewish builder, who had a lot of non-Jewish uh, craftsmen or whatever, working builders uh, working for him. And they put up the building, and it's a beautiful building in a, in a wonderful neighborhood. And uh, someone went to one of the prominent rabbis in the neighborhood and asked him, uh, oh, oh, and then the building was sold to a Frum Jew, I think. I think that was the story. And then someone asked one of the prominent rabbis in the neighborhood, um, you know, what he thinks about the building. And he said, it's usher to ever set foot in there. So uh, the shaila is, why would it be usher to ever set foot in there? What would be the uh, the issue? Uh, I should have mentioned the non-from Jewish builder who had it built was uh, it was the building was going on on Shabbos as well. So uh, where does this come from? So uh, where it actually comes from is a line in Shulchan Aruch. I'll read it to you in in Simrishem Dalit Siv Gimel. In Banu Einam Yehudim Li Yisrael Bayis B'Shabbos. If non-Jews built a house. For a Jew on Shabbos, be'iser in violation of Shabbos, nachon lahachmir shelo yichnesubo. The proper thing is to be machmir, never to go into that house. Asur said foot in it. That's what the uh, the rabbi said. So uh, now it, there's a difference between Asur and nachon lahachmir. Granted, but still Shulchan doesn't say v'yeshomrim sheino nachon lahachmir. He just quotes nachon lahachmir that it's appropriate to be machmir. The Mishabura adds that that applies not only for the Jewish family that the home was built for, but for any Jewish person. The Mishabura says it's nachon lahachmir never to go into it. So the Magen Avram and Sivkat and over there writes. However, bebach kasav debekablon. That if the way it was built was with a contract arrangement and not with a schir yom arrangement, then uh, it's going to be mutter. Now, most of the time, uh, contractors work with they're called contractors, right? They work with a contract arrangement, not with a schir yom uh, type of uh, type of arrangement. Um, now, what, what are the, what's the background to all of this? So the background is as follows. There is a broader sugya called Maisa Shabbos. The Gemara Ksubis Tavlamidalid tells us that, that there's a machlokas, whether Maisa Shabbos, when a Jew does malacha for you on Shabbos, is that an Isra Daraisa to get benefit from it, an Isra Darabanan to get benefit from it. We pass and it's an Isra Darabanan. And the Gemara in uh, several places, in Babakama and Ksubis, and Chulin has a dispute be the three-way machlokas tanoim as to the parameters of the Isra of Maisa Shabbos. One shita is the shita of Rav Meir, and that is that if the malacha was done b'shogeg, then there's no Isra whatsoever. You can get benefit the, the, the case is mevashal b'shabbos. If someone cooked on Shabbos b'shogeg, you can get benefit from it right away, says Rav Meir, but if it was done b'mezid, then uh, you're not allowed to benefit until motzai Shabbos. Then you can eat the, uh, the cooked food. Rabbi Yehuda disagrees. He says, no, no, you're never allowed to benefit from something that was done on Shabbos on Shabbos, but uh, you have to wait until Matzai Shabbos, even if it was done b'shogeg. But if it was done b'mezid, then the person who did it can never get benefit from it, um, and, uh, and and everybody else can get benefit on Matzai Shabbos. And then Rabbi Yochanan Sander says, the most machmir, that if it was done b'shogeg, other people could benefit from it on Matzai Shabbos. The guy who did it can never benefit from it, but if it was done b'mezid, it's also forever for uh, for everyone. Uh, no one is 
is allowed to get benefit from it. So how do we paskin? So one thing that everyone agrees is we don't paskin like the most machmir shita. We don't paskin like Rabbi Yochanan Asander. The Rambam, the Rif, and the Shulchan Aruch paskin like the middle view. And that's why in Shulchan Aruch Simshin Yulchasif Aleph, Shulchan Aruch writes, HaMevashel B'Shabbos O Sha'asa Achas Mishar Melacho Shabbos. If a person did Bishel or any of the other Melachos of Shabbos, B'Mezid Asr Lo Li'olam, L'Acher Mutzer L'Motsai Shabbos Miyad. If he did it B'Mezid, he can't get benefit from it, but everybody else can as soon as Shabbos is over. Ubishogeg, and if he did it Bishogeg, Asr Bo Bayom Gam L'Acher Melacher Mutzer Gam Lo Miyad. And by Motsai Shabbos, it's all going to be Mutzer. Tosos and the Vilna Gon are even more makil. They follow the most makil opinion. Rabbi Meiru says that everything uh, is mutter on Motzai Shabbos, and, uh, uh, the, the, uh, and, and, and he doesn't answer at all, even on Shabbos, if it was done b'shogeg. Now, uh, nobody passes like Rabbi Yochanan like the most machmer shita. Shulchan Aruch again like the moderate shita. The grab passes like the most makil. The Mishabur says you can rely on the Vilna Gon uh, in a Shasad Chak. So you have to figure out what a Shasad Chak is. But at the end of the day, everyone would agree that if mal- the normal rules of Maisa Shabbos is that if a malacha is done on Shabbos, by Motsai Shabbos, you should be allowed to get benefit from it. By Motsai Shabbos, a person, it's uh, on Shabbos, you can't, but by Motsai Shabbos, you should be allowed to get benefit from it, especially if you're not the person that the malacha was done for. So where did this thing come from that the Shulchan Aruch says, by a house, in Nachol, Nahachmir, no one should ever go into the house? It's so much more chamur than both Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir. And not only that, the Magen Avram writes, even after B'Kitei Sheyasu, it's not just that you wait the amount of time it would have taken to have it built had they not been building on Shabbos. No, forever, the Magen Avram says. That's what it means. Forever. You're not supposed to go into it. Mr. Brewer and Sivkat Nyutas says that when the Chai Yadam writes that for a Cheirim it's mutter after B'Kitei Sheyasu, that's only speaking Meikar Adin. But the Nachol Nahachmir is, nobody should ever go into it. So, um, there, there are two places where this comes from. One, one, one place is the Gemara in Gittin, Dafnun Gimel. The Gemara in Gittin says that if you're Notea or Zorea on Shabbos, then uh, you need to uproot it. Now that's surprising. We just learned the whole sugya that if you're Mavashal on Shabbos, you don't need to throw it out. You just need to wait X amount of time. But no one says you need to throw it out. So where does this come from? Notea or Zorea on Shabbos? You need to uproot the whole Natiya, the whole Zriya. So there are four Mahalchim as to why there's a difference between planting on the one hand and cooking on the other end, and then we'll have to plug in building, right? Where does building fit in that, uh, that chilek? So one Mahalich is the Bir says that you're only able to benefit on Malsai Shabbos if the knas is evident on Shabbos itself. I mean, if you cook a delicious steak on Shabbos and then you don't eat it for the rest of Shabbos, it's very evident that there's a knas in place. So then you can benefit from it on Malsai Shabbos. But when you plant something on Shabbos and then you don't eat the delicious fruits that grow from that on Shabbos, it's because there are no fruits yet, meaning it takes a long time for things to grow. So there's there's no knas that's evident at that time. Now, if you were to apply that to building, where does building fit? Is that more like Bishel or is that more like, or is that more like Notea? So it would seem it's a little bit more like Bishel, because as soon as you finish building, you have something. Every malacha that you did, you have it, and then you're not using it the rest of that Shabbos. A second mahalich is the sheet of the Tos Yom Tov and the Tzvar Yisrael in the second part of Masech Trumas, that, you can't, you, that a plant can be uprooted. A cooked food, you can't undo the cooking. You can't turn it raw again. You can't say, ah, I shouldn't have cooked this steak. Snap your fingers. Now it's raw and it's bleeding again. It doesn't work that way. Whereas a plant, you can undo it. Where would that put building? Like a plant or like a... That, that would seem to put building 
in the category of a plant. You can unbuild. Bona and Sosar are twin malachos, right? They're opposite malachos. You can, you can destroy it. Then there's the Mishra Rishonah that says, that on the Mishra Mishach Shumas as well, that you can make, we make a knas based on what your intention is with the malacha. When you cook, you only want it for that day. So we make you wait. When you plant, you want it to last for a long time in the future. So we uproot it because your intention is that it should be forever and ever. Where does that put building? Uh, intention is probably also that it should be forever and ever, right? So that would uh, p- put building in the same category as planting. And then there's the Mahalich of the stipler. The stipler in Pilas Yaakov suggests that the effect of the planting keeps on going after Shabbos. Meaning your malacha keeps on aggravating itself. You did a malacha on Shabbos and then it keeps happening because it keeps growing and it keeps taking further root in the ground even after Shabbos is over. So uproot it! Stop it! Stop it from happening already! We're, so it's a dynamic thing. Whereas when you cook, you cook and then it's over. Then it's cooked. So where would that put building? In the category of cooking, right? Meaning the building doesn't continue to develop on its own after you, you finish building. So uh, Rav Zilberstein has a tshuva where he tries to suggest that whether there's actually an iser to go into a house that was built, with it, or you, whether you have to destroy the house that was built on Shabbos, will depend on these four mahalchim. But if you look in the Beis Yosef, on that if in Shulchan Aruch, and you look back in the Beis Yosef, where the Mechaber is actually coming from, where he's actually coming from is not from there. It's from a Gemara Moed Kat and Dafyid Beis, where the Gemara says that somebody built a house for Marzutra Breder of Nachman outside the Tchum and Rav Safra and Rav Huna Bar wouldn't walk into the house. Now, Kablanus outside the Tchum is technically Mutter, but uh, it's not appropriate for an Adam Chashuv to go into the house, appropriate for an Adam Chashuv to be Machmir. And that's what it's based on. That's what this halacha is based on. That even though, strictly speaking, it was technically, uh, there's technically no Isser, but an Adam Chashuv should be Machmir. The Rabbi Yerucham says, you see from here, you shouldn't go into a house that it's built Be'iser. Now, the, the Ravid says that the case wasn't really a Kablanus case. Because if it was a case of Kablanus where you're just paying the person for the job, then, then they would have gone in. Then they, they wouldn't have taken this extra Chumrah. Uh, but uh, the rationale is that uh, apparently when you build a house, it's something that's very much Bifarhesia, and therefore an Adam Chashuv should be, uh, should be very, uh, very strict about it. So even though it's proper not to live in such a house or use it, uh, you would be allowed to sell it. You'd be allowed to get benefit from it, the Mishabura writes. Um, how long does the Isser stay in effect? So it seems until you either destroy the house or, uh, you know, or redo the house, remodel the house, or uh, until uh, no one remembers that it was built on Shabbos. And that will take a long, long time. Rav Zilberstein has a discussion of a Balchuva. Rav Zilberstein was asked, a guy was a Balchuva, and uh, he, would, he would work, uh, he was an Israeli, so he was off on Shabbat anyway, but he was very handy. So every Saturday he would build his house. He would just build a little more of his house every single Saturday. And then he became a Balchuva. And now he wants to know, does he have to burn his house down? Right? Meaning like uh, his entire house was built on, uh, on Shabbos. So Rav Zilberstein put together a number of he says that and he goes through that analysis of the four sheets we said before here are the heterim the Ramah writes that if you tell the non-Jew I don't want you working on Shabbos and he does it anyway then you don't have to worry about it that's his the, you know the, he didn't listen to your instructions you tried your best the Ramah says then you don't have to worry about this second of all the Magen Avram says that this is 
is all when Maisa Shabbos was violated. But by a Kablan, there really is Meikaradin, not a Maisa Shabbos issue when it's Kablan. It's when you're just paying him as a contractor for the job. It's only a Maris Ha'ayin issue. It's not a real Amir Lenachri issue. So you could be Meikal B'diavid. Ramosha writes this way in the Chuba. That's the Ikra Kula over here. Ramosha writes in Chayil Gimel Simulamid Hey, he's dealing with also a more complicated case. There were six partners and only one of them was from, and he told them he doesn't want them instructing the contractor to work, and the other five partners said, uh huh, uh huh, and then they told them to work on Shabbos anyway. He had a more complicated uh, situation. But Ramesha says, Everyone knows that everyone who works on these jobs in America is a kablan. It's not even really a maris ha'ayin. So they don't do it. It's not the yeshivish thing to do, to have someone building your house on Shabbos. But everyone knows that it's a kablan. Therefore, this whole uh, thing won't, won't apply. A third uh, kula, the marsham in Chayil Gimel, Simon Chav Gimel, says that once it's sold to a nachri, it's mutter to buy and to use it. But you have to be careful not to do a pederach harama. You want to make sure that it's a real valid sale to a nachri, which would not apply in the case that I was asked about, because it was sold to a Jew. And then the fourth uh, kula is that it's important to remember that all of this is only a nachon lahachmir. The Ikra Din is that it should follow all the normal rules of Maisa Shabbos. And that's why in the Chuvas She'ela Shalom, Adurutinyana, Simon Memtes, he allowed a case of an Adam Chashuv Umaforsam who paid many months' rent up front in advance and only later discovered that the home was built on Shabbos that it could be Makel because it wouldn't be simple to find an equivalent home. And uh, that was in the case of an actual Schir Yom, not Kablanus. But in the case of Kablanus, Lechora, you have uh, ample room to be Makel. Okay, everyone have a great day.